Welcome everyone to another podcast episode. I am Karen Thomas with naturallyhealingautism.com. And as you know, uh, I have recovered my own son from the symptoms of autism and my book, Naturally Healing Autism, is there for you, as well as my, my website and my new program, autismmomsmentor.com. And it's all to help parents of children with autism with natural resources that can help get your children better. So I have a very special panel today. Uh, we have a couple of moms with us who have actually used something that in the past has been looked at as, a, at, as controversial, but is much more well known today, but there are still people who are uncertain about it. So I wanted to provide some, um, some clarity and also uh, let you hear a couple of, of stories from people who have used uh, the product cannabis, which yes, is marijuana and, uh, and, and how they, what their children were like before they used it, how they decided to use it. And, um, and then what their children, what changes they saw in their children with it. So I would like to welcome uh, first Hannah. And then after Hannah, we have Chrissy with us as well. And then we have Tony Verzura with us, who is the director of the actnowprogram.com, which uh, can get you a lot more information, but we're going to have him share as well. So first, I'd like to introduce Hannah to you. And Hannah, would you please share your, your story? I know your son had autism or has autism uh, and uh, there were some extreme symptoms and uh, and I know that you also had somewhat of a conservative background that um, you know it took you a little little while to, to accept the possibility of really looking into cannabis as something that might help your child and that I think that's just really key with what we do especially natural resources everyone hasn't always heard about them they worry about their safety and things like that though they're much safer than drugs most of the time. But, um, but uh, it's nice to have an open mind. So could you share with us, Hannah, your, your story and, and, and let people know what it's done for you? Sure, thanks for having me. Um, yes, my son William is almost 14 years old. He is extremely autistic, nonverbal. Bear with me, I'm kind of hoarse today. I'm sorry about that. But um, so, Saying I'm conservative is um, putting it mildly. I was extremely conservative. I mean, I think I took a hit off a joint one time in like sixth grade, and that was it. So for me, it wasn't even an option. And, you know, the, the thing is, we didn't want to medicate William with pharmaceuticals. So, of course, we never did give him any sort of pharmaceuticals as he was growing up. But as he started to get to age nine, 10, 11, and pre-puberty and hormones kicking in, we had to look for a more natural approach. And so I started doing some research online and everything that kept coming up was medical cannabis. Um, Tony Vizura was referred to me by Tyler Fay, And he said, look, if you need to know anything about medicinal cannabis, you need to get a hold of Tony, which we did. I contacted him and told him because now that the um, marijuana was legal in Colorado, it was a lot easier to talk about. I still took me about, it took me about six to eight months to finally get in because I just was like everyone else with the stigma attached to marijuana, THC in general. Not only that, but people can really judge you that say, well, what are you doing getting your kid high? You know, and to tell you the truth, that's the same kind of feelings I had as well. So until you're watching your son, you know, hit his nose so hard that it almost breaks, 
or biting, pinching, scratching, not sleeping, not gaining weight, 11 years old, 40 pounds, you start to become more open-minded about things. And I was always a little bit curious about the fact that cannabis was a more natural approach. So I read everything I could about it, contacted Tony and said, look, I've got a boy with behavioral issues that's getting older, getting stronger. Of course, we didn't have to deal with it when he was much younger, but now he was getting strong. He was actually, um, there were no filters. So we needed to come up with a more natural approach. Tony and his staff came to our home. They observed William. They told us about the formulas that were available. And they also told us that it wasn't a magic bullet, that this was not gonna cure him. We were just looking for tools in order to help him deal with the behaviors as well as help us as parents become better parents of an autistic child. Um, and keep in mind, nonverbal doesn't mean he doesn't understand. He understands perfectly. He just couldn't communicate other than through an iPad and sometimes not even understand what he was feeling inside. So we started the program reluctantly and William was one of the first children in Colorado to get a red card at age 11. So I fought because I don't know how to take no for an answer. And I just kept fighting until I found the doctors that were going to help me get the resources so we could use Tony's products. Once we had the red card, we tried different variations and Tony stayed with us all the way through till we found something that worked. Um, and now, just three months ago, William started with seizures, first time. And they, we were warned that that could happen with autism, so Tony, and then got back with us, we tweaked the program a little, he's had one seizure, just one. So I think that parents, families, they need to get off the stigma, nobody had it worse than me, and to try to a more natural approach. And that's what I do full time now, is educate parents, educate families on what they can do to get the same results that we've gotten, which is he's gained 22 pounds, which is amazing. He's able to sit in school for three to four hours a day, and he's sleeping longer, which in turn makes us better parents. And you said you had found out about cannabis about six months before you decided to try it as well. Yeah. Right. Think about those six months, right? right? Don't look back, but yeah, I was like, if I had just gone ahead, yeah, I think people who, you know, they see something, but then, you know, they're, they're afraid to try it and that, that uh, it could be really helpful. So it is good to, to, you know, do your research and get to where you feel at least comfortable enough about something and then contact, like you did with Tony, the right resources so that you feel like, okay, I'm going to get more questions answered here and what else can I do? Because cannabis also is isn't just smoked, there's oils that are dropped in the mouth. There, uh, There's edibles, there's different ways that it can go in and they take out some of the THC and some of them, which is the, the hallucinogenic aspect of it or the the, the drugging part and um and so we can let tony talk a little more about that later too but yeah and well, I, for, for us you know people would say the thc was the psychoactive compound of it we understood that and we tried the non-psycho so we, we did the um, non-activated cannabis first but let me tell you something you know it took me a long time to finally get it through my head that even giving William a small amount of THC with the CBD and CBN that Tony, the formulas that he makes, it didn't make William high. He didn't have a glazed, pot-smoking look over his face. It's dropped under his tongue. And I'll tell you something. He's gotten to the point where he asks for it now. He points at it. He knows what it is. He knows that it's for his benefit. 
he knows that it helps him calm down inside. So people who think, oh, just hemp this and that. No, it's got, you've got to have a combination of THC and other active um, components in order to find the right formula for you. So you've got to, got to get off of the fact that the THC is going to, you know, make them high, whether it's an oil or smoked or vape. We, what we do is we use an oil that Tony formulated over a long period of time. He stuck with us over two years to perfect that formula, just so that now parents coming in don't have to go through what everything we went through in order to get the results that we're getting now. And you had said, too, that William had been quite wild and extreme before and, and only slept three hours a night. And now what is he like? He's between five and actually sometimes when he sleeps longer than five hours, I go and check to make sure he's still breathing because it is so unusual for him. You know, a lot of these kids don't know how to turn it off. And if you talk to parents, they'll tell you as well, the kids are up most of the night. But with Tony's formula, even if William is awake, he's not violent. And what I mean, and I'm not going to sugarcoat things. He could, he'll hit his face. He'll bite. He can injure his face. He can injure us. And he's getting stronger and larger. The cannabis calms him. It gives him an outlet. It makes him more focused. There's no glaze, I'm high looking um, as well, you know, as people think that, you know, can imagine me in a room smoking a joint, blowing smoke at him. It's oil that goes under his tongue. It's very, um, it's a calming effect that you see actually take place. Um, and it's also something that's ever changing. Tony will tell us he, he adjusts to it. So you got to kind of microdose down and then, my, then actually dose back up. It's a science. And parents who really want to help their kids will learn that science. And with an educated resource, which is really key. There's so many people kind of jumping on this bandwagon I see. And I really want people to know of, you know, know where to go with, that they can trust and have the right resources. Because I think the results are probably much better uh, and going to be optimum if you've got the correct resources for you. Correct. Uh, we wouldn't be... I don't think we'd still be a family. I'm just not even sure about um, if William would be in the home still if we hadn't met Tony three years ago. Wow. Amazing. That is, that is wonderful. I mean, there's a lot of people. I'm glad you're not sugarcoating it. There are a lot of people listening, our parents exactly like you and I, who dealt with extreme issues. Um, my own son did, did as well. And now today he's completely happy, calm. He's a super mellow guy today. That was not his past. And, and now, um, you know, and it's really hard on us as parents. So, you know, they need to hear that, that, you know, we had a hard time too. It wasn't always easy. But to find Find those things that make such a difference in your life and in your child's life so they can be healthier and happier is just key. So thank you so much for sharing. Um, I would like to also hear from, uh, Chrissy, uh, your story as well, because I know that, um, that uh, a little bit of what, what your daughter has worked with is autism with some comorbid symptoms that have, have additional complications. So it's, uh, there's, there's a lot more going on uh, for her as well. So could you share uh, your story? Uh, yeah. How far back do you want me to go? <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose from sort of the beginning, you know, I mean, yeah, as you, as you see, um, you know, what basically what she was like before and what kind of what you went through and then how you found cannabis or decided to go there and how you found maybe even Tony and then what has changed and, and, uh, and from what it used to be to what it is now as well. 
Well, okay. I'll just give you a brief rundown of my kid. Um, she was born with a Cornelia DeLange syndrome, had many surgeries right off the bat. She was pretty normal, um, happy kid till about two when she received some of her standard vaccinations and completely regressed. Um, I lost my kid at two, completely lost her. Um, so that was when the autistic side of it kicked in. She was sitting a little curled up ball, holding onto her thumbs and not look at you, no eye contact, none of those things. Um, she just didn't excel in any factor of her life. She just stopped existing for, you know, like cognitive wise. Um, then at age four, she had her very first uh, seizure and it was pretty devastating. Um, we tried every med on the market, um, everything. And she would be a zombie constantly and still have multiple grand malls all day long um, that there was nothing we could do. So I had some friends that were in the industry in the very beginning and it had always been talked about, um, you know, you should try this, you should do this. It, you know, it, it was before there were any kinds of drops and oils. It was back when it was just a little syringe full of, you know, whatever you got lucky with. And I was very hesitant uh, for a while and I guess scared. <laughs> and I just, you know, I followed blindly with the doctors and, you know, we had therapists who said, I can't do anything more for her. You know, she's, she's not advancing and I don't think she's going to. So um, I met Tony through a really dear friend of mine and I started talking to him and, you know, he, he said, well, let's try it. And uh, so I started to try the, the prana in the very beginning stages of it. Um, and I started to see in a decrease so significant in the seizures. We were having, you know, every day, all day seizures, every form of seizures you could think of. Um, and they started to go down drastically. And her doctors were, well, what are you doing? And I, you know, because it wasn't, you know, really safe to talk about it. I just said, I don't know, you know, it's a miracle. But I, at that same time, I was backing off on the medication that she was on and she was on a lot. And I finally got to the point where we were maybe one a week and I completely eradicated all pharmaceutical medications from her. And she started to make eye contact with me and give me hugs and um, kisses which I'd never seen. Um, she, you know, once we got through like the first year of just, I think it was once a month, we would have a seizure. Um, she really started to grasp communication with devices. And now <laughs> uh, with all of her um, ailments that she carries, which is a laundry list, um, she is using a 
communication device and expressing that, you know, I want this and I want that, making active choices and choosing things. I mean, she's nonverbal, so she's never going to tell me. But the difference from zombie kid to what I have now is, it's amazing. I mean, uh, I wish I would have done it sooner, like before it was even allowed. So I and wish how, that I had. Go ahead. I was going to say, how old is she now? She is 14. 14 now. Mm -hmm. Wow. I know. Yeah. It does tear you up, doesn't it? It's amazing it when our kids change. It's like, I do the same thing. I, I still look at my son and I think, I can't believe it's the same person sometimes. Because, you know, and, and for you to not have those, the seizures are really frightening. Uh, you know, when uh, a parent has to, to work with that because, you know, they can run it, fall into things, be it can be dangerous. Um, and so, um, at what point did you, were you able to find, like, did you get a, a, the red card? Do you live in Colorado? How did you approach getting what you got? I, I did get a red card eventually. Um, it, you know, for me, I got one for me before it was really, like, acceptable to give to kids. And I know, like, that's, it's kind of the no-no thing to say, but I got myself one first. And then I proceeded to get her one when there became that option. Um, because to me, it was like, I'll give it to her no matter what. I mean, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the risk. It's, and I know there's a lot of parents who are suffering because they took the risk and they got in trouble. But for me, it was absolutely worth it. And I, I, I'd do it again. I'd do it sooner. <laughs> do you live in so. Colorado? Yes. Okay. And you had lived in Colorado or you have all this time. So yeah. you, didn't, you didn't move there. Some people, I know some people are moving to Colorado uh, for this purpose, but um, we'll have Tony talk about that a little more. Uh, okay. So, and then you found Tony and uh, actnowprogram.com uh, and you were able to find formulas that helped her. And then today uh, she's, she's basically not having many seizures and she's, uh, she's kind of back to, uh, a little bit more social social connection with you, et cetera? Yeah, I mean, she's, and the thing that's really proof in itself about pharmaceutical drugs, and I just have to say this, is that she has a VNS as well, um, which is a stimulator for the seizures, but it stopped working. And we went through, we had to start all over a year ago, almost, completely start over with the seizures. Um, and it was pretty interesting to see how the hospital responded to the fact that I just wanted to use cannabis and they wanted to use their meds. And if you fast forward to now, every time that they give her meds, she has an increase in seizures, which is, mm. it's ridiculous to me. Mm. I mean, they, she just had a procedure on Monday and they gave her Versed and now, you know, we're, we still have some seizures right now, but we were doing really good before. We wouldn't even have any. We were completely, like, free of them. And when they happen, it's almost like an indication of something that, something else. Does that, I don't know if that makes sense. I mean, mm -hmm. the meds she's only having them. them. Again. Right. Yeah, the meds pick them up again. And they did so much damage by giving her the pharmaceutical seizure meds that they caused her pancreas to flare. And she's been battling that flare for 
just shy of a year now. And it's devastating to me because she went through four months of not being able to eat, which is one of the things she enjoys most in life. And they, they basically took it away by giving her medication that was dangerous, like Depakote. And they, they overdosed my kid on their medication. And they caused this horrendous illness that's been going on now for almost a year. That's the scary part of their pharmaceutical drugs. And yet they're afraid of cannabis. And they sat there and they were like, oh, well, cannabis can cause the pancreas to flare. And I was like, under what I understand is that cannabis protects the pancreas. It goes in and it actually puts a protective layer around it. So hmm. uh, I don't really believe them. They're like, oh, yeah, no, that can cause it. I'm like, then show me the documentation, you know prove it to me. So it's, I battle these people all the time. And then they want to research study the children on cannabis, but they're, they're ridiculous because they're like, okay, well, it's a 12 hour study and we want you to come in and we want you to only dose them once. And some of these kids need multiple doses. And I, I'm like, so you want to watch the effect on my kid and how she comes off of it? And you want to torture her? No, thank you. Like, wow. I'll let you maybe studier if you are realistic and you ask me how many times I dose her a day. <laughs> like, it's just different. Um, yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate um, your help. And I'm going to actually uh, bring Tony in now because I know that he has helped you and Hannah with your children. And I'd like to get a little bit more about um, when you, I, I, I heard Tony mention briefly, I think it was that, you know, when your child had been overdosed and things like that, like, how you know he was able to work with uh, with your daughter and uh, and find the right uh, formulas that these come in as, as well. So Tony, do you want to uh, come in and, and share now? Yeah, I appreciate you having me on the show again. I, we briefly talked uh, previously, and I, I kind of want to throw out a little bit of education out there for your audience. And um, you know, they you hear these profound stories when patients are utilizing cannabis and uh, it's not a mystery anymore and there's been publications and scientists uh, not so much in the United States but outside of the United States and in Italy and in Jerusalem and, and Ralphie Mishula uh, was one who made quite profound discoveries and Dr. Marzo in Italy who um, actually uh, discovered and studied the endocannabinoid system science community knows it as the endogenous endocannabinoid system and not relating it to cannabis for a minute but just conceptually put your mind around the fact that the endocannabinoid system has existed in all living things for uh, I think it's over half maybe half a billion years and humans have been utilizing cannabis in some form or another for about 10,000 years but the endocannabinoid system is a signaling pathway system that uses receptors in the central nervous system and in our in our peripheral organs uh, to help uh, fine tune homeostasis in the body. So it's really responsible for uh, for the balance between the mind and the body. Um, this isn't something that's made up. It's something that was discovered and, and at once upon a time when they started this journey even three years ago, I think there was only one or two universities that actually taught um, uh, uh, continued education for nurses and doctors 
um, for the endocannabinoid system. And interesting enough, our, our body actually produces cannabinoids. And so it's something that is with us when we're born and when we die, it, 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 there's an evolution as we age. And it's something that is, is going to either uh, be in full functioning working or it has deficiencies. And this is a very important system as you, as you get deeper into the education of it. Um, part, of, part of everything that I do is, is trying to put out the research and resources and uh, education that's out there. So when you, you know, visit our Act Now program.com website, you can see patient stories, but there's resources so you can see publications that are out there. And the uh, National Institute of Health also released, I think it was in 2013, that the endocannabinoid system could be responsible for um, all ailments in the human body, all disease. And so now when you look at cannabis, which is a plant that um, has a high concentration of cannabinoids, um, it gets very interesting because we've always looked at this plant as uh, a recreational uh, drug in the United States. Uh, we think of it when you know some of the older audience that's out there thinks of it as, as you know, back in reefer madness um, and, and this as a drug and, and people getting high. But you know cannabis being used for you know 10,000 10, years, this is something that was being eaten in its raw form. So you know the the, the delivery method um, of the plant itself when it's being smoked and you light up a joint that's activating THC and it produces a different type of effect based on what type of variety there is. And there's over 800 land races that exist that have different types, not only cannabinoid profiles, but also terpene profiles. Terpenes are found throughout nature. Uh, vitamin D is a terpene. Uh, when you look at an orange and we look at the, uh, the book that you wrote and, and we look at uh, nutrition, and you'll see uh, we've got a nutritional section on our website that actually spotlights you and, and what you've done, as well as uh, modified ketogenic diets and, and pH foods and things that we put into our body. It becomes very apparent that the essential oils or the flavors and the aromas, these terpenes that um, have a synergistic effect with foods and for medicinal herbs like lavender is linalool in a, in a terpene that's the terpene name for it and eucalyptal uh, is eucalyptus and in oranges that's vitamin d paired with d limonene and so most fruits and vegetables and herbs are singular uh, when we're talking about essential oils or terpenes and cannabis has over 100 uh, cannabinoids and 150 different types of terpene profiles which when you think about that, instead of you just targeting, say, limonene with THC, you may have 36 different types of medicinal terpenes that can, what we call, modulate the effects of these cannabinoids when we take it as a supplement on the endocannabinoid system. And so if you take that information in and you look at safety profiles of, say, some of the synthetic drugs uh, that we were talking about or opiates, opiates are one in 10. Tylenol is one in a hundred, and THC is one in fifty thousand. So for for the audience that's listening, that means if you take ten times the recommended dose of, of, of for opiates, that that's the death rating. That's your safety profile. So opiates have uh, an LD 
that can uh, that actually cause death. And, and cannabis is is something that's not. And when we consume synthetic drugs or opiates uh, and we put it into our body, um, or something like uh, when we think of controlled substances and we think of how cannabis is still a controlled substance, it's still illegal, it has the stigma, they classify it uh, as a drug that's worse than cocaine or heroin. But when we use cocaine uh, recreationally, it's in and out of our body within you know, 24 to 70, 72 hours. And that's because the body itself wants to get rid of all of these foreign chemicals. We consume cannabis, it stays in our body for over 45 days, which should tell you a bioessay that says the human body is trying to absorb these things. And so a couple of very interesting publications that came out that are also on our website from uh, someone named Ethan Russo, uh, he put out a couple of very interesting publications about THC, uh, taming THC with terpenes, and how terpenes can modulate uh, THC and CBD to um, give the endocannabinoid system for specific types of ailments uh, that deal with the central nervous system or the immune system. And then he put out another, uh, another publication um, that uh, came out, uh, I think it was, uh, I think that was in 2008. Ethan Russo put out a very interesting publication about the uh, endocannabinoid uh, deficiency. So the endocannabinoid system, um, when it's fully functioning, we're healthy adults, but when there's deficiencies in that communication system, we can, uh, as humans, develop different ailments such as uh, autism, epilepsy. Uh, we have kind of a breakdown of homeostasis. And so foods are very powerful in the way that it can correct inflammation and it can correct the communication because our CB2 receptors and CB1 receptors are uh, throughout our body, but our CB2 receptors are mainly in peripheral organs in the gut. And it kind of makes sense. So the things that we put into our body and the things that we eat and consume kind of tune the way our brain and the way our body um, will react. And so food plays a huge part in everything. And when we talk to patients with uh, different ailments and cancer and autism and things like that, you find that that's a huge part of it. And cannabis, if you look at it as a superfood or a supplement, and having a large database of uh, terpene profiles, we can start to figure out ways to create medicine that would target this endocannabinoid system. And so that's what we developed over the last five years. And it wasn't, but wasn't easy in the beginning. And, and these two patients were were uh, there in the beginning as we developed our P1 to P5 formulations. And so my background is engineering, and I looked at this as how do we categorize all of these different cultivars and strains that exist between cannabis sativa, indica, afghanica, and how do we categorize all these terpene profiles to make this a really easy color-coordinated system that is safe and easy to mix-match um, categories and how do we deliver it in such a way that uh, is the most effective and when we smoke you know when you smoke a joint you lose about 70 percent of the when you eat uh, when you eat it just straight um, just cannabis oil straight uh, you're going to lose like 95 percent of it through an edible so we developed um, actually six delivery methods and three of them are currently public the three that are public are topical 
sublingual and capsule. And for the naive user, sublinguals is the uh, first place that you want to start. And our sublinguals uh, are, are available in, uh, in raw form, non-active, so non-psychoactive, but also activated as well. And you can choose that with the sublinguals. And the fact that a patient can start with one milligram uh, of each category, they can start to build and personalize this medicine. So our Act Now program is you know, run by professionals and nurses that help each patient personalize their program. We put them into an EHR software, HIPAA compliant, um, and we're able to track and follow up for free, complimentary for the uh, for their entire existence. Um, and like I said to you before, it kind of uh, changes. So what you know what may work when you're 10 might be different when you're 50. And the Pronaline that they're talking about, these different categories, breaks down the chemotypes of the varieties with specific terpene profiles with specific ratios and active and non so that we can virtually develop a limitless guide of creating um, whatever a, a person may be deficient in. I kind of compare it to a guitar where, you know, you hand a guitar to somebody and there's 12 chromatic notes uh, that exist. So all music that you hear is developed from 12 notes, but it's how you play them in the order in which you play them, which creates the melodies and the tunes that we remember. Wow. Yeah, there's there's so much to it. And uh, and these formulas that you're creating that are very specific and uh, and then the sublingual, I know with a lot of supplements, even in my book and my program, like vitamin methyl B12 and vitamin D, the sublingual forms are really the best because they really absorb into the bloodstream it's in a matter of seconds and it's and it doesn't have to go through the gut because especially with children with autism they almost always have some type of gut dysbiosis uh, their their digestive tract is not working properly so you don't want to always be counting on something to be absorbed through the gut um, because you can lose some of it that way as well so i think it's it's fabulous that you have uh you know the sublingual forms as well as a topical and capsules. So there are choices and experts that will work with you because I think that's what people don't know as well as, so, so maybe Tony, you can, um, you know, let people know how they can find you, the website. And um, I think there are a couple of websites. And for those of you who have not listened to it yet, I interviewed Tony Verzura for an entire ep podcast episode on cannabis um, prior to this one, so you can go to naturallyhealingautism.com and click on the podcast and you'll find it in there. So um, there's a, we kind of elaborate further on this. I really wanted Hannah and Chrissy to share their stories with you today so that you have that information from other parents and even one who was very skeptical in the beginning because this is, can be really, really helpful for your child. And I, again, just ask that you just have an open mind and be willing to look into it but talking to experts is the key and and knowing where to go and how to go about it so tony could you leave that information like those resources and then i will at the bottom of this page at naturallyhealingautism.com on this page at the bottom for the podcast i will uh put the uh, the links to to what tony um uh, shares with us yeah, no problem. The uh, the website that we have dedicated to this is called Act Now Program. When you go to that, uh, you can find uh, it's a very large, robust website that we are also uh, constantly developing different modulars. 
patient stories. You can learn we're having more you cut about. Out, just so you know, we're having you cut out just a little bit. It's actnowprogram.com that got cut off there. Uh, I just wanted to make sure that the listeners heard that. I will link to it, but I wanted to, to make sure that I put that in there. Okay, I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead, Tony. No, that's okay. If you go to there, you can actually go through the website. It's pretty robust. You can, on the homepage, it kind of breaks down the product and the programs. Um, it has uh, it has links for all kinds of resources that are on there, patient stories. We have a new patient forum that we just released to where other parents can join different chat rooms and um, talk to each other. There is a products uh, page and product overview, so you can learn in-depth about those different products. Um, there's patient uh, video stories, but we also have... Um, uh, a new little uh, section that, you know, if somebody wanted to just kind of type in their, um, their story, we've got testimonials there that are going to be coming in uh, a lot stronger. Uh, we just kind of released this new website and took a lot of feedback over the last three years and trying to figure out what to make, uh, you know, the best of this one-stop shop. Uh, we even have a nutritional section uh, that actually features you now, uh, as well as one of our scientists, Brent Reynolds, uh, on a modified ketogenic diet that he's been working with um, with his uh, his patient base in tumors and cancer. And uh, we have got uh, store locators and, uh, you know, plan on uh, opening up more store locations across California as well as um, uh, other locations in the United States and internationally. Um, so we've got clinicals starting in other countries. Um, uh, research is research that's coming out and so the website kind of is a kind of a one-stop shop for uh, you know, people that are interested patients that are interested and um, the general public that could be interested and curious about everything as well great and this uh, the uh, autism one conference which is in um, in May of 2017 and this will be released May 1st so everybody will be able to hear it prior to the conference when people go to that conference Tony is there anything specific they should look for or red flags to know that maybe that's not the quality they want um, I don't know a lot of the other companies I just know that yours is well researched and has high quality and I I just want parents to to have some ways to know if they're getting a quality product, I, I highly recommend go, everyone going to actnowprogram.org.com. But um, is there anything that's educational for people to know when they're looking into these resources? Sure. When you're looking at uh, specifically products, the questions you want to know, um, and I always, you know, I'm starting as a patient myself uh, 20 years now, and the most important thing to me is, is this a natural product? So. Is the product created using solvents or chemicals? Um, and if, if it is, it's kind of a red flag for me um, because this medicine uh, should be natural um, and there's no reason for the extract or the medicine created to be uh, chemical-based. Um, the second part is, is it tested, uh, lab tested? Um, is it, you know, when somebody says it's dosed a certain way, how's it dosed? Um, some other red flags to look for is a lot of, uh, companies out there are just pushing hemp or CBD only. Um, that's not that's not the solution. You really need a full spectrum uh, uh, platform to be able to dial in everything that you want to. Um, another way to to kind of weed through this is um, 
a lot of companies now are pushing uh, the use of terpenes. Well, now where do those terpenes come from? Are they whole plant cannabis terpenes? Are the terpenes captured in an infusion process? Or are they food grade? Are the, are the terpenes uh, over the counter that you could buy on Amazon or Stigma? Because those terpenes are, uh, that you're buying over the counter, if you look on the back labels, they have hazardous labels and they can uh, actually be hazardous to you because they're using hexane and different chemicals. So um, I think, you know, the most important is it natural, is it hyperallergenic, is it whole plant medicine, and then what kind of services are uh, being provided for that medicine? Are they just selling you that product and not having a service or, you know, do they just not really care or not have any kind of extended patient care? Um, and then, and then the most important is what are you doing as far as research uh, and what markets are you in? So, you know, if there's a lot of companies. I would say 90% of our uh, industry is made up of people, you know, rushing to this, this quote-unquote new industry uh, for the bottom dollar and, and not for, uh, for the right reasons and trying to help people. Right. Okay. I think that was really, really helpful information for people. Um, so for those of you going to the Autism One Conference in Colorado in May, um, you'll know there will be a lot of people there that are selling cannabis. So you'll know what to look for, what questions to ask as well. Um, and again, as, as Tony mentioned, the, the acnoprogram.com is, is going, uh, it's not only Colorado and California, but they're eventually going international as well. So there's a ton of information on that website to look at. And um, just keep yourself as educated as you can so that you feel more confident in using the product. And I think that's the bottom line with even the natural things. Parents will say, well, I've never heard of this before. How do I know it's okay? And, and there, there are studies, but they're not FDA approved. Some of them or something like that. Not that pharmaceutical drugs all are safe, but you know, people don't know. And so you want to know. The more you know, the more you feel confident with making a choice, especially when it comes to your child. So uh, thank you again, Tony, so much for, for coming on today and, and being here with us. And thank you, Christy and Hannah, as well, for sharing your stories. Really, really appreciate it. And I, I know that there are a lot of parents out there that can really relate to uh, what you have gone through, what you live, and uh, appreciate hearing how much the the cannabis has helped your children because uh, it may encourage them to really get the information they need for their own child so that they can um, get better as well, so they can get that help too. Does anybody have anything they'd like to add before we wrap up? No? We're good? I think we're good. I just <laughs> hope the parents aren't afraid. And you've got to take a step. No matter what you think about it, it's not about you. It's about helping your child. So take that step. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I always say, too, any amount of better is better. That's the point. You know, I, I, yeah. my, my three stages are healing the gut, heavy metal detoxification, and brain support and repair. And whatever you can do to help the biology to be healthier is going to help the brain. It's going to reduce inflammation. It's going to get the toxins out because the brain can't function normally when it's bombarded by all of these other problems. So you want to you want to just give the natural resources the body needs and uh, and um, and it can help a lot of a lot of people so all right well thank you all very much I really appreciate you coming on and um, 
and uh, this will uh, will be uh, released both at not naturallyhealingautism.com and on autismone.org. So uh, you can uh, share this with uh, others that you know as well. All right, thanks everybody, and have a great day. You too. You too. Thank you. Take care.